Good evening. We continue our study tonight through the series we've been doing called Rooted. And again, this is coming from Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, that says, Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So we're talking about being rooted, grounded in Christ, and built up. And in this, we've been talking about some spiritual disciplines that we can put into practice in our life that would help us to be rooted and grounded in Christ, and then therefore build up. Last week, we looked at fasting, and we asked two questions and sought, sought to answer those two questions, and those were, what is fasting, and is fasting a commandment? Three questions tonight that I want to ask and then seek to answer, and uh, what I'm going to do for these first two is I'm just going to put, uh, put, put it up on the screen, list some scripture. I'm going to go through it really quick, so you may want to pause this video if you're taking notes and write those points down, write the scripture reference down, and then go back uh, later and read it. I'm not going to read those scriptures. I'm just going to refer them, refer you to them so you can look at them in your study. So the third question I want to ask as it relates to fasting is this. What is the purpose of fasting? What's the purpose of fasting? Ed Cole writes, a fast is not a hunger strike. Fasting submits to God's commands. A hunger strike makes God submit to our demands. So we don't go on a hunger strike, right? We don't say, God, I'm not eating till you answer me, as if we're threatening God. No, we're not trying to make God submit to our demands. But in fasting, we come, we set aside food for a specific period of time, and we seek the face of God, wanting to submit to his commands. So it's a sobering uh, reality when, when you realize the very first time that Jesus talks about fasting is in Matthew chapter 6, 16 through 18. And what he's doing there is he's having to deal with their motive. What's the motive? So Matthew chapter 6, uh, right, verses 16 through 18. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. For they disfigure their faces that their fasting may be seen by others. Right? Jesus is has, having to deal with the motive. What's your motive behind why you, why you fast? So it would be very easy for us to take something like fasting and try to use it to get God to do what we want. Instead, our fasting must forever center on God. John Wesley writes, First, let it fasting be done unto the Lord with our eye singly fixed on him. Let our intention herein be this and this alone, to glorify our Father which is in heaven. In his book on spiritual disciplines for the Christian life, Donald Whitney uh, mentions 10 major categories given in Scripture uh, as to where we see fasting and what the purpose of fasting Maybe And again, these are going to be there on the screen. I'm going to go through them fast. If you're taking notes, you may want to pause this and write those down. He says, one of the major purposes for fasting is to strengthen prayer. To strengthen prayer. He writes, the most important aspect of the discipline of fasting is his influence on prayer. Second purpose he gives in that book is to seek God's guidance. To seek God's guidance. Judges 20 verse 26. Number three, to express grief. 
to express grief. We see this in 2 Samuel 1, 11 through 12. If you read that, you'll see they're expressing grief and they're doing they're using fasting to express that. Number four, another purpose in fasting is to seek deliverance or protection. You see that in Ezra chapter 8. Number five, to express repentance and to return to God. Right? We see that in Jonah chapter 3 with the Ninevites. They fast as, as a sign of repentance and of returning to God. Number six, to humble oneself before God. To humble oneself before God, 1 Kings 21. Number seven, Whitney says to express concern for the work of God, Nehemiah chapter 1. Number eight, to minister to the needs of others, to minister to the needs of others, Isaiah 58 is an example. The ninth major category Donald Whitney gives is to overcome temptation and dedicate yourself to God. And the number 10, the 10th category he gives is to express love and worship to God. So those are just some purposes as to maybe why we fast, specific reasons we may fast that are given in Scripture. So what is the purpose of fasting? It is ultimately right to keep our focus on God and to seek Him. Uh, fourth question I want to ask is this. How long should we fast? How long should we fast? Well, the basic answer is this. That's ultimately up to you. And the leadership of the Holy Spirit that's really, really important. It's up to you and the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Fasting should not be just a legalistic routine. It's not something you just legalistically do. I'm going to fast at this time every, every week, and I'm going to fast for this long, and I'm not going to ever change it or seek the Spirit's leading in that. No, it's not just meant to be some legalistic routine, but instead it's to be Spirit-led. And in the Scriptures, we see a variety of examples as to how long fasting lasted. Again, these are going to be on the screen. You may want to pause this video and, and write these down. Fast that lasted part of the day, Judges 20, verse 26. We see in the scripture one day fast, Nehemiah chapter 9. We see one night fast, Daniel chapter 6. In Esther chapter 4, right, you have Esther and Mordecai, and the Jews are uh, threatened. And, and there's a decree that they're going to be annihilated. And so they, they do a three-day fast to seek God. First Samuel 31, you have a seven-day fast. And Acts 27, there's a 14-day fast. You have a 21-day fast in Daniel chapter 10. And then there's a 40-day fast. Right? We have Moses, Deuteronomy 9, Jesus, and Matthew chapter 4. And then you have fast of unspecified links. Um, it just says they fasted, but it doesn't tell us how long they fasted. So maybe, maybe last week you were convicted and you thought, man, I, I, need to, I need to begin to fast, but I don't know how long. Is there a set amount of time? And, and the answer is, is no. In the scriptures, we see a variety of, of links, different links of time that people fasted. The important thing here, let me emphasize this again, is that it be spirit-led. Don't fast because you heard somebody say fast or because somebody else is fasting. Fast as the Spirit of God leads you. So how long should we fast? That's up to you and the Spirit. And the Scripture provides a, a variety of different links of, of fasting and how long they fasted. And then the fifth question I want to ask, and I want to make this practical for you, and that is this. What are some practical applications for fasting today? 
So you say, okay, Pastor, I want to I want to begin to fast. What are some practical um, applications? Well, number one, start small. Start small. Look, be realistic. You are not going to go from I've never fasted my entire life to now I'm going to fast for three days and not eat or drink any type of juice for three days. Some people may be able to do that. Most of us would not. Start small. It's the same thing for Bible reading. If you've never read your Bible consistently, it's probably not the wisest thing to go from never reading to reading 15 chapters in one setting. You may be able to do that one day, but it's unlikely every day you're going to read 15 chapters when you've never read up to that point. So start small. Be realistic. Maybe read five verses of Scripture or a chapter. The same thing with fasting, right? Start small. So maybe you want to begin by skipping one meal once a week. So maybe you say, okay, on Monday morning, I'm going to skip breakfast. And I'm going to use that time that I would usually spend eating in prayer, fasting, and praying and seeking the Lord. And then, then maybe after you do that for a couple weeks, then maybe you try a partial fast. A partial fast would, would look like this. You could go from lunch to lunch. So you'd eat lunch on Monday. You skip dinner Monday night. You skip breakfast Tuesday morning. And then you eat lunch on Tuesday. Or you could go dinner to dinner. You eat dinner on a Monday night. On Tuesday, you skip breakfast. You skip lunch. And then you eat dinner on Tuesday night. In essence, right, you're skipping two meals. At first, drinking water, maybe even drinking juice. Um, right, but you're just fasting from food and you're skipping two meals. And then maybe after you've done that, maybe you could try a 36-hour fast, which means you would skip three meals. Um, you skip three meals. So you're fasting for 36 straight hours, no juice, but drinking water. Uh, and again, what's the purpose of that? Okay, so I'm not eating, but now what? So number one, start small. Second practical application is this. Plan what you'll do instead of eating. Biblical fasting isn't about depriving yourself of food in order to lose weight. I've seen lately that this is this is becoming really common where people are, are fasting. They're skipping a couple meals a day because it's helping them lose weight. That's not what we're talking about here. If you want to fast in that regards and uh, consult a doctor and you've researched it and it's a healthy way to lose weight, then, then that's one thing. But we're not talking about, hey, I'm not eating breakfast and lunch to lose weight. So if you're not going to eat, then what are you going to do instead? So if you're going to skip breakfast and lunch, what are you going to do? If you're at lunch and you take a lunch break, don't, don't just say, okay, I'm not going to eat lunch today, so I'm going to sit here on my phone. No, use that time to seek God's face. Maybe go out in your car, take your Bible, begin to read and pray. And in place of feasting and eating food, you're feeding and feasting upon the Word of God. So you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan. So if you say, okay, Pastor, I'm, I'm not going to fast from food, but I'm going to fast from TV. Okay. So you set the amount of time that you're not going to watch TV. Now what? What are you going to do in that time that you would normally watch TV? Are you going to get on your phone? Are you going to clean the house? 
Like you, you need to have a purpose and a plan. If we're going to fast, if we're going to seek the Lord, right, then that, that must include an intense time of prayer, reading the Word of God, seeking His face, being filled with the things of God. So it's really not a fast if we say, I'm going to set this aside, but then I'm just going to turn to this other thing to occupy all of that time. Now, if you just need a mental break from something, like I'm just going to set aside social media because my mind just needs needs a break, then in, in a sense that's a fast because you're setting that aside. Um, but again, you want to fill your mind. Start reading a book. Turn to something else that may, may help your mind. So, right, you, you, need a, you need a plan. What are you going to do instead of eating? Number three, consider how it will affect others. Consider how it will affect others. We don't go around broadcasting the fact that we are fasting, but you do want to be considerate of others. So if, you're, if your spouse is going to cook dinner and dinner's going to be ready at 6, don't wait till 5.55 to say to her, oh, hey, honey, I'm not eating that meal that you just fixed because I'm fasting. You probably should let her know in advance, hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm not broadcasting this, but I want you to know I'm not going to eat dinner tonight. I'm fasting. We don't need to broadcast this to people, but you just don't need to maybe fix a big meal. I won't be eating. Or if you have plans on Friday night to go eat with some friends or some people from church, don't fast on that Friday. Like, don't show up at dinner and everybody's eating and you're like, sorry guys, I'm not going to eat because I'm fasting. Just plan. And if you're going to be around other people, then maybe fast a different day. So just consider how it may affect others without throwing it on Facebook that, hey, I'm, I'm fasting today. Number four, fast from something other than food. Right, Fasting from food is not necessarily for everyone. That's the fasting that we see primarily in Scripture, and I think that's good, and, and we, need to, we need to put that into practice. But if you have health reasons, a health condition that would prevent you from fasting from food, your doctor would just say, listen, with this condition, you can't do it, um, then, then seek how you can fast from something else. Don't say, well, I can't fast from food, so I guess that excuses me from the practice of fasting. No, seek something else that maybe you could fast from. TV, social media, the computer, news, playing golf, shopping, and use that time, again, to seek the face of God. And then number five, keep your focus on Jesus. There are times, maybe many times, that you and I get busy. Things get hectic. And when it gets hectic, we skip a meal because we're just so busy. We don't get to take a lunch break, so we don't eat lunch. Or maybe we're out shopping and uh, we just completely forget to eat lunch because we're just so busy, right? It, we're in a hurry. And, and we skip meals all the time and don't really even think about it. Yet when we think about missing a meal or two for the sake of becoming more like Jesus, if you're like me, you begin to get a little anxious. Like, man, I, I can't eat for a day or I'm going to skip two meals and I'm going to get really hungry. You know, am I going to be able to do it? So in those moments, if you decide, hey, I'm going to fast at this time on this day, and this is what it's going to look like. When your heart begins to become anxious, turn to Jesus. Seek Jesus. And we will begin to grow in that. At first, it may be hard. We'll get hungry. You may get hangry, right? Is that how you even say it? Uh, hungry and angry. Uh, and you may be irritable. You get 
Uh, you're going to get frustrated at first, and, and maybe you'll wonder, is this even worth doing? But the more we fast from food, the more we begin to feel hungry. The more you set aside food, the more your body will know what it is to hunger. And the more hungry we feel, the more we will realize in that moment how dependent we are upon food to fill that need that we have because we're hungry. And then we'll realize so often we're compulsive. We have a, a want or a desire. We think we need something and we're compulsive and we just take it into our life. And so hopefully over time, the more you fast, the more you know what it is to be hungry, the more you realize how compulsive you can be at some times, hopefully that will lead us to become more dependent upon God for things and less dependent upon the luxuries of the world. We'll become more dependent upon the God who creates us and sustains us. Listen, food doesn't sustain us. God sustains us. And we are to seek first the kingdom of God. Andrew Murray writes, Prayer is reaching out after the unseen. Fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporal. Fasting helps express, deepen, confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything, even ourselves, to attain what we seek for the kingdom of God. We are to seek first, right, the kingdom of God. Will we set aside food? Will we set aside something in our life for a, a period of time to say, God, I'm seeking the kingdom of God? So as we close tonight, let me ask you three questions that Donald Whitney asks in his book on spiritual disciplines. And we'll just close with this. I'll, I'll say a brief prayer. And then I just hope before you move on to something else, you'll really think through these questions. Number one, will you confess and repent of any fear of fasting? Number two, will you fast as the Holy Spirit directs? And number three, will you plan a fast of dedication now as an expression of your willingness to fast from now on? Will you come up with a plan to fast, a fast of dedication unto the Lord to begin to help you practice the discipline of fasting on a regular basis. Let's pray. Lord God, we are told to seek first the kingdom of God. There are times we do that. There are other times that we fail. Oh God, forgive us for when we fail to seek first the kingdom of God. Thank you for the shed blood of Jesus Christ that covers our sin. Oh God, we want to be rooted and built up in Jesus. Lord, we want Jesus to be the one that sustains us. We will, he is the bread of life. And so Lord, before the individual who's watching this video goes about their evening, Lord, may they just take a moment to think about the practice of fasting in their life. Spirit of God, may you lead them. And if this, is not, if this is not a practice that they are currently engaging in, then Lord, would you lead them to consider it. Father, as we give ourselves to this discipline of fasting, as we seek your face with the right motive, the right purpose, and the right way for the right reasons, oh God, would you use it so that we might be rooted and built up in Jesus Christ. Let me ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Have a blessed night.